What's up, everyone? On this episode of the Immigration Mike podcast, we are all taking a break. So I'm recording this from my apartment where I will probably be for the next few weeks, maybe a few months. But in the meantime, this episode is meant to be fun and entertaining. Me telling you a few stories about my trip down to Orlando for PodFest, how I drove down to Miami and back here to New York. So get ready to share some laughs, a few awe-inspiring moments, and maybe you'll pick up some tips along the way. This is the Immigration My Podcast. Hey, I'm Hendel Leva, and welcome to the Immigration Mike Podcast, where we take you through the journey and story of every guest and the personal reason why they're fighting for immigrants across the nation in their own way. Find all Immigration Mike interviews on the Apple Podcasts now. All right, so first things first, the April 1st Immigration Mike live event with Daniela Pierre Bravo, co-hosted by Leanne Alfaro, sponsored by NAJH, held at Civic Hall, is going to be postponed until further notice. Yes, as the news has snowballed for large events, for small events, there just came a moment where I looked at my phone and said, we have to do it. We have to postpone the event. So. We will get you information as to when that will be rescheduled. Um, but I guess it gives us a little more time to work on the programming, to bring in new partners, and I'm sure it's for a reason. So we're still looking forward to a great event, but you know we'll probably be looking closer to end of spring, early summer. So I guess a good place to start is how have I been following the coronavirus news and its spread that you know has become a worldwide pandemic? Well, I think the earliest memory I have of this now a few weeks ago was reading about how the coronavirus had become a thing and how it had started spreading. But I think the thing that really stuck with me was the story of the doctor who attempted to warn that there was a new strain of coronavirus that had never been seen before, originating from China, um, I believe from a seafood market. So the reason why that really stuck with me was because the doctor had attempted to warn and somehow the local police got a hold of this news. So they went to his house, allegedly interrogated him and made him sign documents that said essentially apologizing and admitting that he was causing panic and stating that he would no longer do that in the future. So the suppression of information by the authorities was the beginning of no information. So without information and without anyone actively working on it from the beginning, well, of course, it started to spread. So when I left last week to Orlando, I left right in the beginning of when it had started to spread in New York. I believe the first case was in Westchester, and slowly it had begun to spread to a couple of the local community members, a couple of the neighbors. And so when I left, I thought, okay. I'll come back in one week and there will be a few more cases. But <laughs> it is one week later and globally this has taken a hold. I think when I I think when I understood how serious it was becoming was when midweek I learned that Italy was completely going into lockdown. They were completely canceling all the Serie A games. And then I started to see that major events and conferences, for example, there was this gaming conference that was set to take place 
uh, in April that was being shut down, uh, South by Southwest. So I started to see this domino effect of cancellations, of closures. And, you know, I'm there at PodFest. I'm in Orlando. And there was chatter about the coronavirus. But, yeah, during my time there was when I started to see just how severe this was becoming. And then when I was set to return that very night in the airport, which I'm recording on Friday, which was essentially yesterday night, so much happened within one hour. So during this hour was when, so, and I'm quoting here that the president announced sweeping restrictions on travel to the United States from Europe. And then I saw the news that Tom Hanks and his wife had been infected with the coronavirus in Australia. And then I come to find that the NBA season may essentially be over because a player from the Utah Jazz was infected, who later turned out to be Rudy Gobert. Then video emerged of Rudy playing around in a post-conference media room, and he started touching all the microphones, and he was touching all the players, and he made it a big joke, and then he was diagnosed with the coronavirus. He did put out an apology and said that he hoped people could learn from his mistakes. But, you know... For the NBA to completely be canceling, the Champions League is suspending play as well. Um, I believe Serie A is no longer playing, going to be playing. The Premier League is also going to be canceling and postponing. I was going to go to a show in Newark for AEW Blood and Guts. That's been moved to July. I mean, I'm go- like I said, I'm going to be working from home for the next few weeks, maybe months. So just watching all of this to me is mind-blowing. And of course, you know, I'm just telling you from what I've seen and what I've read, I'm sure there is so much more. But watching this, we had to cancel the event. So yeah, I hope that you are all staying safe out there. I know that different states, including New York, are banning large gatherings of more than 500 people or more. And, you know, let's pray that this social distancing is able to take effect on the prevention of the spreading of the coronavirus and it can begin to phase out. All right, so on to PodFest. Um, it was a such a relief to land in Orlando and walk through that airport, hot weather. Uh, I mean, I was just ready to take a break because I have not taken a break since last summer. So PodFest was a great opportunity for me to network and to continue practicing my elevator pitch. So I think at podcast movement last year, it was so this was more of my elevator pitch. I would say, "Hi, I'm Hendel. I'm the host producer of Immigration Mike and I'm also the executive producer for for an upcoming podcast." And so for me, you know, it's really been a journey to be able to go from doing a podcast on my own to this big responsibility coming up. So the difference is that now I can say, "Hey, I'm Hendel. I'm the host, producer, creator of the Immigration Way podcast. I also executive produce Momentum, which is a podcast that I produce for the racial justice organization I work for. And I'm also starting to host workshops, do live events for the podcast in an effort to build community. So once I say that and the person responds with, how did you get into podcasting? I would go into, well, this is a little bit of a story. You know, it starts. it really starts out with me sitting at a White House convening four years ago. Um, and then the very next year, sitting in front of a laptop, applying for unemployment, then all the way to becoming executive producer. I actually have this episode 
called the 99th episode where I put this, this entire journey and I made it as a resource for people who have lost their jobs or people who are looking to get into podcasting and want to see the miracle that podcasting can have on someone's life. That's the reason why I made it. And so I practiced that for three days over and over and over. And the more I did it, the more comfortable I got. I mean, I think at this point, I'm pretty natural at networking, but it's still good for me to practice a new elevator pitch um, for a different venue or for a different conference. So for me, since this conference was more about community building, this is why I chose to lead with what I do, but also tell them, hey, you can check out this 99th episode of my podcast, which might be a really valuable tool for you. So throughout this networking, I actually made a friend. Her name is Becca, and she'll have more of a presence later on in the story, especially with the mystery of room 6662. But when I began sharing with Becca, it was really interesting because she had actually started to share with me a little bit about her personal story. And then when I shared that the fourth chapter of the Immigration My Podcast, well, the 99th episode is called Podcasting God's Miracle. And as I was talking, I I thought I began to see her eyes well up a little bit. But, you know, may, maybe it was allergies or something, right? <laughs> but as I kept talking, I started to see tears coming out of her eyes. And once I had stopped talking, I said, it, it seems like you're moved by what I just said. And she wiped away her tears and said, what you're talking about, finding faith and reinventing yourself, that's also a part of my story. And I thought that was that amazing connection because we both seem to be on a path towards working towards our faith. And so, I mean, we became friends instantly. And, and you'll see how this particular interaction later on led to something really great. Another person who was there was Natalie Torres Haddad. Um, some of you may know her from Financially Savvy Latina, and she was actually a major character in the 99th episode. She was the person that really set in motion um, what eventually would become my internship at the Latinos Out Loud podcast. And remember, Natalie had pitched herself to me years ago to be on the podcast. Um, and then a year later was when she set in motion the events where today I am an executive producer, now producing professionally. And just to highlight how far we've come, um, so I was there, Natalie was there, and then also Danny Pena from Gamertag Radio. I mean, they just reached their 1,000th episode. So he was giving the keynote speech at a smaller uh, Spanish-speaking voiceover conference called Cinema Voz, which was an add-on to PodFest. And Danny Pena, if you recognize his name, he is the first Latino in the podcast Hall of Fame. And it was really cool to see his presentation of when he started years ago to his biggest achievement of being able to interview the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer. Now, I think what was really cool about Danny's presentation and achievement was that Danny seems to be a fan of all of this. And that's the excitement that we love to see in this industry. That's the excitement that I have for podcasting, for the Immigration My Podcast, for the guests that come on. So on the second day, I find my friend Becca again, and we're sitting at a workshop for Adobe Audition, or at least an introduction, because that's what I would really like to learn. I would like to learn how to become 
more skilled at working beyond GarageBand. And I think that's great because GarageBand is something I got used to working with within the first month. So I would love to work with a professional program like Adobe Audition for creating podcasts. So afterwards, Becca and I, we went outside, got something to eat. We came back and we were going to go to a Latina podcasters networking event, which was open to everybody. But that's how it was called, Latina podcasters. And at this event, I had a lot of fun. I mean, I was connecting people to other people that I had met earlier in the conference. I had, you know, oh, like this person does this, this person does that. People were connecting, people were exchanging their IGs. I was showing people how you can transform your IG into a business card using the scan option. So if you don't know it, um, essentially you click the uh, magnifying glass, you go up to the top right, you click that, and it shows you your personalized um sort of ID that you can scan with your phone and it, it allows you to follow the person immediately. And I think that's so useful for conferences and networking events because essentially my Instagram has become my business card. And so during this event, um, towards the end, I I had made a, a new friend named Brenda. So Brenda, Becca, and I were talking and I started talking about how Becca had told me that she was having some problems with her Airbnb where she had spent a lot of money and then I believe that the host had tried to cancel or move around or something like that and she had just been with Airbnb for an hour on the phone and it was to the point where she didn't even feel safe going back to the apartment or staying there. So I was I was saying a little bit about this um, because Becca's a little more introverted and Brenda said, why don't you just stay with me. I have an extra bed. There's no problem. I won't charge you anything. And so much credit to Brenda because she had just been speaking to us for like 10 minutes. She she hadn't met Becca before this and she was offering her room at the hotel for her to stay with her. So I was actually supposed to stay there and celebrate another friend's birthday. But I thought if, you know, the situation is shady and these two young women are going to go back to her Airbnb then at least, you know, I should be there to support. And it's funny because I think Brenda said something like, yeah, you know, it, it, it would be good to like have a man with us. And l- listen, I was like, yo, listen, <laughs> you said that, not me, right? But, you know, that's just a joke. But anyway, the three of us called an Uber and holy crap, at this time in front of the conference, uh, the Orlando World Resort, there was so much traffic in the front. So we walk, we call the Uber, and then we're sitting in the Uber for 20 minutes, barely moving. The driver not listening to us to get on the other lane where essentially we could inch our way into leaving the resort. And he wouldn't listen. And eventually I just said, you know what? Let's call another Uber. We have to go. Let's cancel this one. So we canceled it. And then I said, let's walk far. So the Uber only comes into the entrance, picks us up and doesn't go into the roundabout. So we're walking, we're walking. It's starting to get cold. It's it's night in Orlando. And when we when we get to a safe spot, we call and then the Uber that we call drives past and goes back to the roundabout. Holy crap, right? So then we have to hightail it from the far place that we were all the way back to the front. But at this point, the traffic seemed to be a little less. So we got there. 
We found the driver and we were able to take off. So we drove to Becca's Airbnb. And as we pull up and I mean, I'm condensing this story a lot. But the fact that everything had gone wrong up to that point and we got there and I look up as to where the address is in big numbers, it says six, 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 two. All right. So if the two had not been there, I think I would have been legit freaked out. But the fact that it said six, six, six and then two, I was like, listen, Becca. When you booked this place, you didn't think that this would be an omen. It says six, 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 two. <laughs> all right. So. All right. So we walk upstairs. She starts packing her stuff. Me and Brenda are sitting there watching, watching a little bit of Netflix. Becca takes the video of the apartment. We head out. I carry the bag downstairs. And yeah, that was it. We got her out of the Airbnb. Um. Becca and Brenda went back to to the to the hotel room um, at the conference, and I mean, I was just tired. I needed to get some sleep because I had, I think, I had worked out that day in the in the morning. I had gone for a run, but on the way home, so, but on the way home, I mean, I had this really great conversation with my Uber driver. Um, she is really, really, really into astrology, so. We were talking and I was I told her that I was a Leo and she just went and completely described me to a T. Um, and then I started asking her about other signs um, and just just really fascinating. I mean, you may not know this about me, but I do love astrology. I do love being a Leo. Um, I think she said I'm a Leo, but with a moon rising. I'm not sure what that means. Um, and of course, by the end of the ride, I had to like pull up my the sleeve of my arm and show my huge lion tattoo on my arm um so you know that was a great conversation that was that was a great way to end the night so third day it was a little bit more of the same did a little bit more networking i did a quick video interview with uh, natalie torres and rita bautista who is the co-founder of latina podcasters and i'll be spotlighting rita and latina podcasters in the upcoming episode, she just launched this um, all-women's podcast network. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to highlighting her. But, you know, I think what was cool... Um, so we actually had to do this in Natalie's room because... You know what's cool about podcasting is you can really do it anywhere. I think the funniest place that I've done a podcast was a couple of years ago in L.A. where the community center had closed when me and my guests, Anna, had uh, scheduled our interview... And we had to set it up in the car, right? Like right there in the car. Um, so same thing, you know, we went to Natalie's hotel room with Rita and like we all just sat on the bed and um, we did this interview for like 20 minutes. But I think what was special is that in person, I was able to tell Natalie and, and share the story like Natalie, like, thank you so much because you pitched yourself to me for an interview, but you changed my life. You're the reason I am an executive producer today. You are the reason I produce on a professional level. So to be able to say that to her face to face and really share that um, was really amazing. And, you know, Rita said that she was about to tear up. Um, so, yeah. So right after that, I was scheduled to go get my rental car because I needed to drive down to Miami. And um, as I'm about to get in the car, Rita shows up and says, hey, like, are you also going this way? Let's split a you know, do you mind splitting an Uber? I said, of course, no worries. So we sat in the Uber 
And because she and I had just gotten to know each other a little bit through that interview, and, you know, we began having great conversation about the potential of podcasting for people, of course, but then also worldwide. And I think it's amazing because Rita brings her expertise and her work in podcasting and her ambitions. And then, as you may have heard through the podcast, I also have newly developed expertise. I also have ambitions for going international. I also have dreams of helping to affect the labor force um, in a positive way when people get fired or are unemployed to get right into podcasting to get back up on their feet. So it was a great meeting of the mind. Um, and I really look forward to the work that Rita and I could do together in the future. So definitely within the next couple of weeks, um, I'm going to be spotlighting some of her work. But this is just an introduction. And of course, as to how great networking can be and how unexpected it could be, because Rita and I may have had this conversation two years into the future, you know, but we had it now because we got in the same Uber and we just started dreaming there. And that is amazing. So. Takeaways from PodFest, to wrap this section up, the biggest takeaway I had was, and and that's what I went for, I went for one or two big things that can change my mind in how I podcast, or that can really add to how I imagine as I'm producing. So the biggest takeaway I had was that podcasting is not essentially like producing radio. Podcasting is more like producing a magazine the different sections, how entertaining you make it, the value of the content to the quote-unquote reader or listener. Now, that has changed my whole view on podcasting. And so that was my one big takeaway. So what I think I would like to see for PodFest in the future is I think programming could be a little more intentional. I think that it's still experimental in a way. And I think people want to be there for the actual content of the tracks. And I think that wasn't always there. But yeah, I think I think just planning with more intentionality at, for the audience, I think would really help people ground themselves from the beginning, um, as opposed to just kind of walking around and just trying to figure out the purpose of the conference, you know? And the second is the networking opportunities. I think at Podcast Movement, it was really easy because I was really able to go from person to person and just kind of bounce around and say, this is who I am. But I think for PodFest, you really had to do a lot of individual grunt work, right, for networking. You really had to create your own spaces. You had to really, I mean, there was a function in the app to create your own meetups, but not everybody has the expertise for networking or for being able to create those spaces for themselves. So I think the conference organizers, it would be great to have a lot more programming directed towards networking where those spaces are already there. And then us, the conference attendees, can go in and then really begin to make the magic happen. So I think that will be great to see for next year for PodFest. Um, I really hope I get the opportunity to attend again. Um and yeah, so that wraps it up for this section. So then I got my rental car and drove down to Miami. I think what's special about this drive and why I wanted to drive down is because 
a couple of years ago, um, when I got down to Florida uh, for a small vacation, I really needed to clear my mind. I really needed to go on a long, long, long drive. And that was amazing for my mental health, right? Um, so I wanted to do the same here. Because again, I'm coming off of a season where like I've done so much work. And I really just wanted that experience of just driving. And, you know, not here in New York. I wanted to drive in Florida. So, yeah, I left at dusk and I got there by close to midnight. And when I finally found the Airbnb I was staying at, you know, <laughs> the lady was so, so sweet. Um, she was like a grandma, like you know when i met her she was like oh mijo mijo and then and then like she like hugged me and it, it was just a really nice welcome um beautiful place had um la virgen everywhere and like you know it was, it was just really good energy in that place so while in miami i actually did do an immigration my podcast we recorded at hcap studios in miami uh that interview should be coming out soon um, there's also a video component to it where like we shot with like professional cameras and we're going to have that coming up. It's just right now I'm trying to figure out when to put it out because the coronavirus pandemic has really put a damper on things. So we'll see when we're able to release that, um, hopefully within the next two weeks or so. Um, but just to let you know, just a preview, it's with um, journalist Barbara Estrada. She's produced for a lot of major publications and she's really passionate about reporting on immigration and we talk about you know we talk about her story but then also you know questions like um as a journalist are you able to remain objective throughout these political times so stay tuned that's coming up um so here's here's another fun thing i did um and this sucks because yesterday this was canceled for miami but i was able to actually go there um on tuesday and a friend had texted me, hey, did you know that Aventura is performing in Miami? And I hadn't gotten my tickets for New York. I Honestly, I didn't think I was going to go see them because it was sold out. But Aventura, Romeo Santos, come on, they're performing in Miami. And as you heard in the 99th episode, I listened to, you know, all of the Romeo Santos discography uh, <laughs> below the Eiffel Tower. I mean, of course I was going to go. Of course I was going to go see Romeo Santos. So, um. So I had so I had visited my cousin earlier and I had her drop me off. We had walked along South Beach uh, before that. And I had her drop me off in the area of the American Airlines Arena because I had parked my car a little further because um, I was planning to take an Uber from the arena to uh, where I had parked it uh, near Wynwood Walls. That's where all the murals are. And so it, it was it was um it was like I believe it's called like Bayside Front or something like that. I walked around and I had a few hours to kill before the show. After a while, I discovered that there were all these scooters laying around and that you could rent one using Uber. So I took out my phone. I scanned my, my driver's license. And then I scanned the scooter and it unlocked. Now, I have never driven an electric scooter before. So I took it to an isolated place, like, I don't know, like somewhere behind the Starbucks. And I started pushing on it, um, trying to start it. And then I learned that on the right-hand side, it, you know, you kind of use the gas pedal with your thumb, right? And with your left hand, um, you have the function to brake. And so then I, you know, I looked stupid the first couple of times that I tried it. But then, like, once I was able to get on it and balance, oh, my God, like, it was unlike anything I had ever experienced before. Like, I, I started riding the scooter and I, I took it down the street to a park that was there. And for the next 40 minutes, 
oh my God, I loved, loved, loved riding an electric scooter. I was just going in circles over and over and over and left and right. And oh my God, this was amazing. I cannot recommend enough. Try an electric scooter. It will change your life. Now I see why people drive it to work. Now I see why people are obsessed with it. Also, now I see why there are so many restrictions on it because I got kicked out of that park after 40 minutes. I was told that I couldn't ride the scooter there. But oh my God, I loved, loved, loved it. And so, yeah, I went to go see Aventura. Um, it was Aventura nonstop for two full hours. I think, yeah, this is my third time going to see Romeo Santos. So just to see him along with uh, Lenny, Max, Henry, like it was just it was just an experience. You know, you, you I'm a diehard Romeo Santos fan, Aventura fan, and it was just great. But again, it sucks because yesterday they canceled the second show at the American Airlines Arena. So I, you know, I'm pretty fortunate to have been able to go see him. Um, and unfortunately, the concerts may be canceled for New York uh, coming up. So that's just something. Um, so post-concert, um, I had thought about getting that Uber car, but like, and I didn't think that there were any Uber scooters left around there. So I think I walked like six blocks. I think this was at like, what, like 12 o'clock at night. Um, and I found scooters a couple of blocks away. And so what I did was I, I scanned it with my Lyft app and I started riding it. But like a quarter into the ride, because this was like three miles away, a quarter into the ride, it died. And so it died. And then the next block, I was able to find a fully charged Uber scooter. So I took it and I just rode it all the way to Windwood Walls. But this was a little different because it was dark. Um, it was uneven pavement. So like I really had to put in work. And once I got to the Windwood Walls area, it actually stopped me because I had reached the limit of how far the scooter could go. So in the dark, I had to like walk back a little bit, drop the scooter off, and then proceed and walk to where my car had been parked. And yeah, just drove it back to my Airbnb. And so, yeah, that was, you know, my second experience with the electric scooter. Um, after that, uh, the next day, spent some more time with family. Then in the afternoon, um, I left and drove back to Orlando. Um, I got there around 11, let's say, 11. I don't know. I don't know what's exciting about that drive other than that, than that you know, I hit 100 miles per hour. Well, close to. I think I hit 97. Um in the dark at one point for like 10 seconds just to see what it would be like to hit 100 miles an hour um which i know is nothing people you know they're not scared to go 140 whatever but like and um yeah i i drove the i dropped the car off and and then i actually had to wait like four hours before i could even check in so i tried to get some sleep um in a really uncomfortable chair yeah i mean that's it that's the story and now i have Flown back to New York. I am now recording in my apartment where I will probably be locked up until until who knows. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Immigration Mike. Um, again, this was meant to be fun, entertaining, just a recap of like what my week has been in the midst of the coronavirus. You know, as I said, I left when like the first cases were emerging and they were wiping down the subway. And now I'm back and like I have to cancel my own event. Everything is being canceled around me. So, yeah, you know, hope you're uh, enjoying your break as well. Stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, look out for future episodes of Immigration Mike. Look out as to when we're scheduling the live event. So, yeah, so at Handle in the Mic on Twitter, on Instagram, message me, DM me, follow. I follow back. 
Um, yeah, I don't have a good intro. I don't have a good outro for this, though. I am looking to in the future maybe try an audio drama. Um, on I'm a, <laughs> so we'll we'll see we'll see what that looks like. 